Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's the end of the week. Another week closer to heaven. Amen. News, information, come, come on, call a friend. Tell him he's on the air. I'll be back with news in just a minute. Just to know you are there is a big, big deal. I mean it. Listening to Hello World, it's an appointment we have every day at this time, and I, for one, am very, very grateful. We have made so many friends through this radio program and our Facebook page. Want to recognize spiritual birthdays. You get a chance. When is yours today? Uh, over the weekend? How about this coming Monday? Just put it on my Facebook page. I, I love this kind of stuff. When were you born again? For me, December 31st, 1973. So it'd go like that. And we're going to recognize you on the air. God has been so good and he has blessed and we need to thank him for salvation. Hello World Radio comes your way each day at this time. Tell a friend about the broadcast and we'll be grateful for that too. What in the world is going on? What do you know, Joe? Have you been to the row in New York City? What a mess. Most of us know we've got a big mess with all the people crossing the border. How big a mess. Now, that's what most of us don't know. So here's one example. An employee at the luxury New York City hotel, The Row, which is housing illegal immigrants. I mean, this is a really expensive hotel. Have you ever been to a, an expensive hotel, my friend, in New York City? Well, you need to cross the border illegally, and they'll put you up there, and things are wonderful. Anyway, this guy's on disability from an injury sustained while attending to a room trashed by migrants. Row. The employee, Felipe Rodriguez, discussed how migrants have created just a mess at that establishment and are wasting fresh food there as he fears the broader impact on the community's safety. Rodriguez, who interacts regularly with the migrants in his role, was told to deliver a small refrigerator to a room when he injured his knee navigating the mess in the room. We got people who are getting drunk, using marijuana, having sex in the hallway. They are punching and beating their wives and their girlfriends. We have teenagers running around wild all night at the hotel, opening the fire exit doors. This is a mess. Oh, we knew that. When I joined the row back in 2017, it was just a great place. You came in there with no stress. There was a nice environment where you could associate with the guests and exchange pleasantries. Now it's a migrant hotel. We don't have any guests. And here it is, people. They sold the entire hotel from the fourth floor to the 28th floor. It's all about the migrants. Let me ask you again. What do you know, Joe? Just some of this mess you've created in the new America. It is a flood of evil. Come on. Almost daily, I remind you that in all vocations, all walks of life, all colors, there are incredible nutcases out there. Let's take a Republican nutcase. Representative George Santos, New York, he says, I'm here. I'm willing, able, and ready to work. I'm honest. <laughs> what is his deal? A group of very concerned citizens in New York's 3rd District argue that George Santos' work is ineffective and isn't welcome. 
We voted for an imposter, says one. Now they say they're left doing the dirty work to get who they call a national embarrassment out of public office less than 24 hours after so many in the GOP have called on this scandal-stricken congressman to give it up, resign. The word is, you can't believe a single word out of his mouth. Isn't that amazing? All walks of life, real nutcases out there. Oh, and we can't miss this one. You know, it's an amazing thing to me that a major city like Chicago, Illinois, oh, just filled with demons, most of them Democrats, how a city could tolerate somebody like Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Her re-election campaign was ridiculed this week by critics as her campaign touted her record on crime and sought the help of student volunteers. Help me be elected and we will give you school credit, they say. My goodness, this woman is not fighting crime. She is the crime. She's fighting for power. Lightfoot announced she's going to seek re-election in the Windy City. Crime has spiked roughly 40% since she took office. Homicides rose to their highest number in 25 years. This is the worst mayor ever, maybe in America, certainly in Chicago. Unbelievable. Well, they say most of us, millions and millions of natural gas-cooking Americans can breathe a little easier. Both President Biden and the head of the Consumer Product Safety Commission say they have no plans now to ban natural gas stoves. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday that Biden does not support banning gas stoves. She pointed to a clarifying statement by the head of the CPSC to buttress her point that uh, they're not going to do it. What do you think? You believe them? More news right after this. It's a true story. Young boy believed he would one day inherit a beautiful piece of land. His dad told him about it continually and promised one day it would be his. When that day came, he realized he had been the victim of a cruel family joke. The promised land was a swamp in the middle of nowhere. That little boy's name was P.T. Barnum, the famous circus man of the early 1900s. In bitterness of heart, he coined the phrase about suckers, saying there's one born every minute. Some people are out to deceive, and they seek the gullible, the weak, the uninformed, and prey on them for their own selfish reasons. John the Apostle warned the believers in the early church to look out. The church is not immune to the infiltration of opportunists and liars. My friend, you and I have something. We have the direction of the Holy Spirit and God's unchanging perfect word. Nothing God says will ever contradict his word. When you rely on this truth, As a test for accuracy, you'll not be ever swept away by error. Thank you, Lord. It's a big deal, they say. It's headline news. Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis Presley's daughter, dead at 54 after cardiac arrest. Drugs, they say, had a part of that. We'll find out more in the days ahead. I admit it. I am guilty of keeping junk. There's a shocking new study out there revealing that 66% of possessions owned by Americans were bought secondhand. Yeah, we just get an attachment. 
The survey affirms the suspicion that people do, in fact, get attached to the junk piling up in the garage and in the basement. 75% of people reported forming emotional ties with items in their home, regardless of whether or not those items have been used. And that's another story about America today. I stand guilty. So they say one out of every five Americans are superstitious, like today, Friday the 13th. You know, this is a great day to fly because airfares all over the country are down. Nobody wants to be at 30,000 feet on Friday the 13th. 20% of Americans believe in, oh, walking under a ladder is bad, black cats are bad, breaking a mirror, all of that stuff. Christians, don't get into that stuff. Nonsense. Health news, this is interesting. Deaths from all types of cancer in this country fell by an estimated 33% since 1991, saving a cumulative 3.8 million lives, according to a report released yesterday. By the American Cancer Society, progress was attributed to improvements in cancer treatment, early detection, early detection, and significant drops in smoking in America. For the genders, lung, breast, and colorectal cancer, among the highest number of deaths in women, cervical cancer rates have dropped 65%. For men, lung, prostate, colorectal cancer, the deadliest. So you don't know who to Who do you trust? Who do you believe? They said that the, the, the Prince Harry memoir was going to be a joke. The book Spare. Well, 1.4 million copies went out the very first day for nonfiction, the biggest ever in the history of America. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Are you a gambler? Uh-uh-uh. Tonight's Mega Millions lottery jackpot reaching $1.35 billion. The 2023 NFL playoffs kick off this weekend with wildcard matchups. All kinds of, if you're into football, from politics to world affairs, at least six people are dead after tornadoes ripped through central Alabama, including the historic city of Selma. Awful. Former Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts tapped to replace recently departed Senator Ben Sasse, Republican from uh, Nebraska, who left the U.S. Senate to lead the University of Florida. Hey, intense California storms provide near-term elimination of extreme drought conditions across the entire state of California. At least 18 people have died, however, $1 billion in damage from all of those storms, one right after another. From our Believe It or Not department, now think about this, nine-year-old Maryland girl has found a 15-million-year-old megalodon tooth. <laughs> and... They found the largest flower in the world encased in something. It's 34 million years old. Aha. Uh -huh. Hospitals are happy in New York. Nurses at two of the big hospitals there returned to work after reaching a tentative agreement that would alleviate staffing shortages and boost the pay. We're talking 7,000 nurses here. They've been on strike for three days. Got your taxes done yet? The season starts January 23rd, according to the IRS. Health news is happening so often. Here we go again. You need to avoid the newest variant out there. It's called another con.
And finally, who said that? If you live for the next world, you got this one in the deal. But if you live only for this world, you lose them both. C.S. Lewis. Remember back then versus now? Today it's iPhones, iPads, AirPods, all that stuff. Back then it was me in front of a fan going, Hello. Life was so much simpler then. And in the new America and all the crazy things going on, this is a good one. It's that awkward moment when a zombie is looking for brains and walks right past you. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was a good one. Hey, you desperately need a heart transplant today. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. You know, it's exciting for me to say that you can listen to Hello World around the world, where there's internet access. Sure you can. You can go to whcbradio.com every day. Listen live. For WHCB, it's 12.30 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then you could go to gregpatton.com if you missed Monday's broadcast, and voila, there it is. Well, I'm excited to report to you that meetings continue to come in from around the country, and I pray God uses us to share the good news of Jesus Christ on getting saved. And we're calling our series, I guess, from now on, W-I-N, Win, What's Important Now? Like the Southwest radio conferences we're having, We hear about things to come. When we take the platform, we usually talk about what's important now and going on in your world, my friend. Pray with us on that, if you would, and continue to support Greg Patton Ministries and this radio show called Hello World. We're so grateful. And uh, get a chance to like us on Facebook. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I want to be your friend. Oh, I know you've heard it. Someone wrote it. If you love something, just send it free. If it comes back, it was and always will be yours. If it never returns, it was never yours to begin with. You've heard that, haven't you? What the world needs, but the world is often mixed up about, is this thing called love. First and foremost, you've got to consider what the Word of God says about love. Romans 12, 9 and 10. Love's got to be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves. This sounds like, hey, brotherly love is supposed to work. Are you devoted to any brother or sister in Christ? Do you honor them above yourself? Come on now. First Corinthians 4, 7, for this reason I'm sending you Timothy, my son whom I love, who's faithful in the Lord. He will remind you a way of life in Jesus Christ, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. It's easy to love a faithful brother in Christ. Of course it is. It's easier to love a faithful brother than an unfaithful one. That's really what we're saying. You know, Jerry Ford, 72 years old, a Southern Baptist preacher, Second Baptist Church, I understand, in Heron, Illinois. He has ministered 50 years and is very faithful and consistent in his work and preaching. 
He's a good student and a good preacher of the word. He does his homework. He calls on his people. He ministers to the people faithfully. Hospitals, funerals, marriages, oh, it's not easy. And you could say to somebody like this, it's so easy to love this guy as a brother. My associate pastor's that way. He's always asking, what can I do? Need money? Need help? He calls just to find out what I need. How could you not love somebody like that? How about this? Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. It should be obvious that both husband and wife should love one another. Sometimes, however, it's so one-sided or lopsided. Couples oftentimes play the game, I love you most. <laughs> I love you this much. I love you more. One pastor said a few years ago his daughter and her husband were celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary, and the woman wrote these words on Facebook about her husband. I am the luckiest woman on the face of the earth. Today I've been married 15 years to the most wonderful man who adores and spoils me constantly. I love you. And then how about this on an anniversary to his dear wife? Sweetheart, too bad. All couples aren't that way. Talk about that Facebook page. After 55 years, Nellie and I are still in love. Many things have changed, but our love has only grown. Wow, that's pretty great, wouldn't you say? Where does this kind of love come from? The Lord is the author of true love. Yeah. The Bible tells us we got to love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Hey, have you ever said this to your kid? You're my kid, and you will, whether you want to or not, love me. You're going to go to school, like it or not. You're going to clean your plate or else you'll go to bed hungry. I think this sounds pretty familiar. Coercion generally doesn't work well with some people, but when it comes at God's command to love one another, we have some real motivation. We better do it. John 13, 34, and 35, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are, oh boy, swallow deep, my disciples, if you love one another as I have loved you. When Benjamin Franklin wanted to interest the people in Philadelphia in street lighting, he didn't try to persuade them by talking about it. Instead, he hung a beautiful lantern on a long bracket before his own door. Then he kept the glass brightly polished and carefully hung it at the approach of dusk. People wandering about on the dark streets saw Franklin's light a long way off and came under the influence of that friendly glow with a grateful heart. To each one, it seemed to say, come on, friends, here's a safe place where you can walk. See that cobblestone sticking out? Don't stumble over it. I shall be here to help you again tomorrow night if you come this way. And it wasn't long before Franklin's neighbors began placing lights and brackets before their homes, and soon the entire city of Philadelphia awoke to the value of street lighting and took up the matter with real interest and enthusiasm. Example. It's always a strong motivation for doing the right thing in life, and the Lord gives you the best example of all. Well, a study has disclosed that if both mom and dad attend church regularly, 72% of their kids will remain faithful. If only dad, 55%. If only mom, 15%. If neither, 
only 6% remain faithful. Those stats speak for themselves. The example of mom and dad, adults, is more important than all the efforts of the church and Sunday school. Hey, most of us are what we are today because of our parents' example. A change comes, of course, in getting saved. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I mean, my dad was an alcoholic and Oh, we had a terrible time at home, but uh, things changed when I got saved. But if parents are loving, then there's a very good possibility that their children will also be loving. Now, if you were to say to your child, do as I say, not as I do, you might not get any action out of them. But Jesus said, as I have loved you, you've got to love one another. I doubt seriously we will ever love exactly like Jesus. But when we demonstrate love to others, we're walking in his steps. What's the charge? Love one another. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Here's another way to look at it. Someone wrote these interesting words about God. Among the first glimpses you get of our God is that he's a seeker. Adam, where art thou? Genesis 3.9. In commenting upon this question in his Bible class, a teacher said, you can never be a preacher if you read it as though God were some sort of a policeman out there, read it as though God were a broken-hearted dad looking for a lost child. Remember the story in Luke 15, the prodigal son? Sure you do. Same thing. Hey, what was the crown of God's love? He sent his only begotten son for you. God is a lover. A sparrow's not going to fall to the ground apart from the will of your father, and the very hairs of your head are all numbered. In reading about hair on people, do you know a different color hair? There's more or less different between brown hair, black hair, blonde hair. A blonde has more, approximately 140,000 hairs, every one of them numbered. Does God care about you? F.B. Meyer said on God's love, never be afraid of God unless you are sinning against him. Always believe that behind what seems to be difficult and mysterious things, there is God's heart, as true and tender as the heart of the sweetest, gentlest woman on the face of the earth that ever pressed her child to her bosom. Nay, all the love in all of women's hearts together, compared to the love of God's heart, is a glowworm's torch compared to the sun at noontide. Wow, they could write back then. Truth, God's love is the greatest. Let's wrap this up. My friends, since God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Since God loves us, so should we love we're all desperately in need of a heart transplant today. We need the heart of Jesus, and as we require it through faith and study and surrender and submission, we will love and love and love some more, just like Jesus. And finally, a couple of thoughts on church. On our way to church, one woman asked her grandchild, why is it so important to be quiet in church, Johnny? He said, because there are people sleeping there. <laughs> and then there's this. The young boy calls the pastor of a local church there and asks him, come pray for mom. She has the flu. Pastor knew the family, and he knew that they attended another church. So he said, shouldn't Pastor Simon down the road come and pray for your mom? The young boy replied, yeah, 
but we don't want to take the chance that he might catch whatever mom has. <laughs> that's, that's thinking, right? That's it, my friend. That's Hello World for a Friday. Trust you're going to have a great weekend, and a big part of that will be in church with family and friends. It's so very, very important. Like us on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Until Monday. I'm going to miss you. At Massey for another day. And that's the way it is. Friday, January the 13th, the 13th. 2023. God bless you. Have yourself a great weekend, my friend.